What's going on, boys? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. This is the week, what is this, week four pick'em edition. And before we jump into it, go down and like this video and subscribe to the channel. But I'm Paul Pick'em Winnem Concha. I got my beer with me. And who's with me? Hey, man, you already know it's that boy, Kev. Water boy, so boy. I really should start keeping water on me. But motherfucking, this is the week four. We come to talk, we're going to talk these picks. But Thursday night just went down, Powell. Your Dolphins versus the motherfucking, don't tell me. I watched this game last night. This is what happened when you smoke good weed. Your Dolphins lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Your quarterback to a tag of a lower. He went down. It looks like a pretty serious injury. We don't know exactly what it was, but it looked pretty gruesome. And whoever that fucking person on the butt on the um replays is fucking sucked. Cause I swear every 10 seconds I kept seeing his fingers. And I was like, that's fucked up. But yeah. how you feeling, man? It's it's the day after it's the day after Thursday. How I'm, you feeling, man? I'm having like mixed feelings. The first thing, all praise my boy Tua. I I know he got cleared and now he's gonna go through concussion protocols and all that stuff to uh, whenever he gets on the field was whenever. I'm not rushing him back. But I'm not I'm not too worried because of the fact of this is why we paid Teddy Bridgewater. There's a reason why he was like one of the highest paid backups in the NFL. He's better than some starters on other teams. And so yeah, like so I'm not I'm not gonna be too worried. Our rookie, six round rookie has looked phenomenal in preseasons and all that stuff. Skylar Thompson. So and the team all around is like 49er situation. Everywhere else, we're really strong right now. So I feel like we just need a, a, a decent quarterback right now to hold us up. And the schedule coming up is really weak with the Texans, 40, uh, no, Texans, Steelers, Jets, Bears, stuff like that. So not too, hopefully we can get through it till Tula's back. But it was a scary sight seeing it. And uh, like hopefully he just gets better. But fucking this is why we paid teddy b and he is a great backup to have like this this is a perfect timing this is a perfect sign for the offseason no i respect it because i definitely felt like teddy b was looking great out there especially going into halftime tying that bitch up 12 14 he looked real good out there but i feel like that offense is made to look really good if you can if you can get protected but we got to make this a quick one right because i don't want to go too deep into this but how do you feel about the reports that the Dolphins under investigation to, to have been on the field and all that extra shit? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I think, like, if he didn't get hurt, nobody would have gave him fuck. But because he did get hurt and we did see what happened on Sunday, and it's only been, what, four days, we know that this could – people are trying – people are making a correlation and trigger, and I just think hit, a hit is a hit. So I'm going to let people know. I mean, all the people all of a sudden are neuro specialists on Twitter, and everyone became a doctor overnight. If you didn't know, I'm also a neuro specialist and a doctor overnight. Like yeah, over, all the Twitter doctor. specialists. I got my overnight degree at Doctor Overnights. <laughs> so, first thing first, before we, I even assign all that, do people understand that the the team doctors are assigned by the NFL? Like it's the, the team themselves did not have their own doctors. This is a third party that's assigned by the NFL. So it's not like the NFL can, it's not like the NFL can find the dolphins. If the doc, if the doctor did some shady shit, cause this is a doctor that the NFL them PA themselves assigned to each team it has nothing to the team themselves has nothing to do with the doctor. Then the other thing is concussion protocols, especially, um, 
since I don't know if people remember, but like 10, 15 years ago was when like CTE became a big issue and brain trauma. See, so concussion protocol is hell is um ran through a third party altogether. Has nothing nothing to do with NFL. Has nothing to do with wanting to win or not. It's a complete separate doctor that has not nothing to do with the NFL. So like, I feel like people want to hate on like, oh, the Dolphins are doing something bad. Dolphins are doing something shady all because of the offseason reports of less tampering and stuff like that. But in reality, it's like you're kind of reaching right now because these are people that have nothing to do with the team. These are just independent doctors. And then some people were even coming to University of Cincinnati because they were like, how does Tua get cleared after what happened last night? How is he clear to fly back home? And it's like, do you think University of Cincinnati, which is a level one trauma unit, one of the, one of the best in the United States, do you think they're just going to like, these are the highest doctors in the United States. Like I'm pretty sure they're doing their job. They don't give a fuck about a football game. They're trying to make sure his brain's okay. No, I respect you, man. All I got to say is I got my eyebrow up on y'all, on Miami. All I got, I knew, I knew y'all was shady over there. I knew y'all was dangerous out there. But, but that still don't make sense to me. It's was, independent all, doctors. It has nothing and, to do with the team. In all craziness, I just look at it like, I just think it's tough to like, because that's a lot of people that have to be like, shh. Hey, I don't know. I think that's really tough nowadays to have that many people go, shh, I ain't seen nothing. But um, on to the game, though. The Bengals is interesting. Now that they're one and two, they just beat a powerhouse, and even though you guys were injured. But it makes you remember, now you look at the games like, huh, they only lost these last couple, those first two games by field goals. So what, what do you feel about this team? We just saw T. Higgins put on a display. He, he got me some fantasy points. Trey Hendrickson, what I want, I don't, I don't, I don't know the stats. I don't know the stats exactly, but the defense, the Cincy defense didn't look terrible. So how do you feel about this team now after getting the first win of the season? Oh, this is their second. They beat the Jets last week too. But now at two or two, I'm still not too sold on them. Like I said before the season started, like people got to remember this team was only expected to win six games last year. And then they had their big, big, crazy season. I mean, I want to see them beat a team that didn't get their quarterback didn't get hurt and they're not the Jets with Joe Flacco. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write them off completely, but I, my expectations are still the same on them as of how I felt when the game started. Because also, like Burrow, he looked fine, but Joe Mixon, what he had like twenty something carries, only sixty yards or so. I know he scored a touchdown, which kind of made him look good, but other than that, it wasn't like he was. I mean. Was he was he averaging like two point some two point eight yards per carry or some shit like? Oh like, yeah, that had twenty four carries for sixty one yards. Yeah, like 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 he, the run game still not cooking. They're not blocking for the run game altogether. I don't know if it's also because our D line was stout last night, but it's just I'm not as sold on this team as some. I like I when they do make the playoffs somehow miraculously, I don't think they're even making noise like they were last year. Yeah, that's true. I mean. We'll see what this team has in store. I feel like their hangover, I'm glad they got a win. It would be nice to see. I think you probably made the best, you made the best um, point. Like, we want to see them, we want to see them, like, do this against other great talent. And, like, but you can't make the argument that their first game was against TJ Watt and their second game was against um, Michael Parsons. So, like, now we really want to see, like, there's Cooper Rush. Yeah, but it's also like Cooper Rush is on the one side. And I like we'll get to the Cooper Rush. That boy's a dog. But like you're Joe Burrow in the Bengals off a of Super Bowl. You shouldn't be stumbling on Cooper Rush and well, who's the Trubisky? 
Yeah, we'll see, man. Motherfucker, because both those games were field goal games. So we'll see what they all what this team has in store. But the uniforms, cold, cold. Those are probably my favorite uniforms I've seen this season so far. Cold, oh, that white, right. the orange accent. Woo! That shit was cold. But on to the next game, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go across the motherfucking pond and take it to London real quick. Nine thirty in the morning. Yes, sir. We got the Minnesota Vikings playing the at-home New Orleans Saints in London. No Michael Thomas, no Jameis Winston, and I don't think Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry's questionable as well. Yeah, he is. Oh, what do you think about your cousin Kirk? This isn't prime time. They say the sun doesn't set till six thirty in um London, and this is two thirty their time, so we should be straight. But how do you feel about your cousin Kirk walking into London? Personally, I'm seeing this. I think it is a prime time game. The only I give it is I can I know it's not nighttime, but it's the only game on. All lights are on Kirk Cousins, so I'm treating the Vikings as if it is prime time. And I know Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket himself, will be starting for the Saints. So, and the, the biggest thing is I also heard that them boys uh, went over early, that they left from Carolina to London on Sunday, whereas the Vikings are going to go on the weekend. I, to me, it says any team that got there early, I think is going to do better. And they say the Falcons did that last week against the Seahawks because they played the Rams in L.A., so they just stayed on the West Coast. And so far... Teams that teams that don't go back home want to know. Yeah, so I, for that reason, especially, and I usually like the dog at London anyway. I'm taking the Saints here as an underdog with the Red Rocket. Oh, not the Saints with the Red Rocket, Chris Olave. What? How many? What was his stats last week? He did great. I want 159 to yards, I believe. Yeah, 159 and then off of 12 targets, maybe. Yeah. So no, no Jar, no, no Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry still battling injuries. Probably the game time decision. Alvin Kamara wasn't looking too great. I don't know if he's playing. So he might be, he might be a big person to deal with this week. So hey, we'll see, man. I got I got the Vikings though. I think Jay Jettas. I, yeah, I got the Vikings. I think too many injuries on the same side, even though I feel like that doesn't make a big deal. But I think Jay Jettas might be able to string a little loose on Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> Not exactly sure, though. But I think K.J. Osborne is a good third option when Thielen and um, them. And more than anything, Dalvin Cook is coming. And the Saints didn't look too great against the run last week. So, like, we'll see. And then we got uh, the Browns taking on the Falcons at and Atlanta, how are you are you rocking with your boys, the Dirty Birds? It's, I love that this game is on one point five, and this is going to be an interesting game because this comes back down to, I think this is an offense versus defense game, and it's the Browns' offense versus our defense. Because first off, they're going to run all over the place. That's one thing. Number one in the league, running Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they got something figured out right there. Even quarterback sneaks, they're getting, they're getting, they're getting three, four yards on quarterback sneaks and shit. Yeah. So. Jacoby Brissett, 225, 225 yards with two touchdowns last week. He didn't look terrible throwing that thing. And we let G- we gave up 325 to Geno Smith, I believe, with maybe one touchdown, possibly two. I know he freaked the – DK freaked the fuck out of some things. But so it comes down to A.J. Terrell. He got targeted, I want to say, 11 times. And there was um 
five receptions. He gave up like five receptions. I don't know how many yards exactly. But they've been throwing it to him. They've been trying. When they played against the Saints on Michael Thomas, they, they threw both the touchdowns his way. So like they're trying them. So it's up to it's up to our defense to step up. Can we I'm not expecting to stop the run, but can we hold up? But can we continue this pressure? I haven't get those two sacks last week, three sacks the first week. Can we keep up that pressure and can we make Jacoby Brissett uncomfortable like and not give him too many options to read? Because against the Steelers last week, missing TJ Watt, they looked fucking they looked fucking great. So I got my dirty birds in this motherfucker. But we want to see what the Browns can talk about. I think it's gonna be another good game, and that's four slobber knockers in a row. So I'm I'm personally gonna be rocking with the Browns here because I don't the Fal the Falcons last week against the Seahawks, I'll let Geno Smith throw for 300 yards, and I don't think he's thrown for 300 yards in a long time. So the defense isn't all the way there, like you said, with Terrell and Brissett look great. And if Brissett's looking good and the run game is going, I just feel like the Browns are a much better team than the Seahawks here. And uh it's just like the Browns are just gonna get another win somehow. Yeah, we're gonna see, man. This is gonna be that game. I think one thing about us is that our O line is doing a lot better. So it's gonna be one of those games that, like, okay, let's just can let's keep momentum and let's keep pushing and let's push the pace. And if we can do that, it's gonna be a nice one. But on to the next one. On to the next one. This is a. Let me know who if you want. You, you want to take it or let me take it? Up to you. We got the Cowboys playing the Commanders at Jerry World. We both agree on this one. So I definitely, man. What you mean we agree? I don't know you like that, but I got the Cowboys on this one. Cooper Rush is looking like a very good. Um, you could call him a placeholder, but he's holding it down well. I don't think the Commanders are too great a team. They got they damn near got shut out the last two games. So if I'm correct, I could be wrong. But um, I don't think the Commanders have everything figured out yet. I haven't heard anything about my boy. Um, who's a big motherfucker on defense? For the Commanders? Yeah. Uh, the what's his name? Not Miles Garrett. It's the Chase Young. I always get, yeah, Chase Young. I always confused with Miles Garrett for some reason. But Chase Young, I haven't heard anything too much noise from him over there. So the Cowboys come through, play their game, get the running game going again with Tony Pollard leading the whole while Zeke, Zeke's out here push, pushing um, punching it in, punching it in. I think the Cowboys got this. Yes, sir. Both on the Cowboys there. Then we're going to go to Detroit where the Lions are at home and they're favorited against the Seahawks. Second time this season they're favorited. Um, there will be no Amon St. Brown. He's out officially, and there will not be DeAndre Swift. So he's out as well. And with two of those big playmakers out, Jared Goff on his island now, he won't have his play. Like he'll still have some dudes with him, but not all the weapons. I think I like Seahawks here, honestly. I think Geno Smith has been playing pretty well. The Lions are one of the worst teams against the run, so I think Rashad Penny will actually get a big game for once. And the Seahawks don't just have to rely on Geno Smith in the defense. They'll get help from his uh, run game. and. You saw that the Seahawks put up like 20-something against the Falcons. I expect them to score high against this Lions team as well. So that's why I'm rocking with the Seahawks as an underdog. I like this. And it's in Detroit or Seattle? Detroit. Detroit's at home here. Oh, I like Detroit. I don't like Detroit as favorites, but I do like them boys coming off a loss. And their offense has been looking together. The Seahawks let the Falcons put up some points on their ass last week. The only team it looks like they've really been able to stop like that was the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos have really scored two touchdowns on anybody. 
So, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions on this one. Jamal Williams, he looked fucking great last game. He did. Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions on this one. I, want, I feel like the offense can step up and kind of make this. Keep, make a, this a- keep an eye out on some rookies here um, in a couple lineups. So, we've got the corner, Jeff Akuda versus 3K Metcalf, which would be fun to watch. And the other matchup would be Aiden Hutchinson versus their Seahawks rookie left tackle, Char- uh, Cross. So keep an eye on those rookie, the rookie matchup and then the corners wide receiver matchup. That game. You seen Charles Cross was getting hit up last week. Aiden Hutchinson, he's, did he have three sacks last week or the week before? The week before. But he also has all his sacks. It's three in that one game. So it's also like he balled out that one game, but he did get held quiet the other ones. Maybe he balls in bunches, man. We'll never know. But on to the next one, man. We got a division rivalry here. The Colts are at home hosting the Titans. This is gonna be this is gonna play big in divisional uh mat uh like divisional lineup at the end of the year, since how bad the AFC South's been doing all together, other than the Jags. Colts are favored here by three and a half. Uh, who are you rocking with? You going with the Derrick Henry and them boys coming into town, or you the home Matt Ryan? Uh, with them boys. Bro, I got a whole Titans fit on right now. I'm still not picking them these man. Because that defense, I'm not going to lie. I think that game against the um, Chiefs last week was a step-up game. They kind of really um just, they got, I want to say lucky, but special teams came through early and that kind of set the tone and they kind of just built on top of that. Don't believe too much in Matt Ryan. But I just don't trust this this Titans team even a little bit because they almost blew that game against the Raiders last week, 0-3 right now. So, like, well, if Darren Waller doesn't drop that touchdown earlier in the game and maybe they get that two-point conversion earlier and they come back down, they would have enough time to get a stop and they come back down and win that game and not even have to go into overtime. So, I just don't trust this Titans team. I'm kind of kind of listening to your take more and more. It kind of gets kind of warms on me a little more and more every week. I got a whole time. Like a coat, up. right? You got to wait for the season to come around. And it's like, oh, okay. It kind of fits nice. Nah, no cap. I got a whole Titans fit on right now, and I'm still not picking them, boys. I'm going to take the underdog here. I'm taking the Titans as the underdog favorite, underdog here on the way. And I'm still not big on the Titans, but just from what the Colts have shown me this so far this year, I'm even lower on the Colts right now. Like, they're in the same – like. I'd rather have Tannehill than Matt Ryan, and that's as far as I need to take it just because, like, the Colts, if the running game doesn't get started early, they're toast. Like, I mean, Matt Ryan did have a nice drive, but there was some refs did have a hand in that drive to kind of keep it alive. But all throughout the rest of the game, he was he didn't do anything, whereas Tannehill, at least in that first half, looked great doing the, Q, the QB sneak at the one-yard line, the play actions to Derrick Henry, the, the toss to Derrick Henry for the touchdown. He was looking good. So I think they're Derrick Henry getting a little bit second game momentum. I, I like I like the Titans to get off here as the underdog. And these divisional games are always close. No cap. These been the games that's been killing me in the um in the records. Cause it's like if only these games, these games you can be you can't really go. You can be you can make this point each way. So yeah. as you say, like ugh, damn it. That's how I feel about this next game. The Giants are at home, and they're taking on the Bears. No David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert will be the starter this week. Giants coming off a loss against the Cowboys. Bears coming off a, 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 a sneaky win against the Texans. 
I like the Bears here, and I hate to say it. As an underdog, I think the Bears' defense will play good enough against this horrendous O-line. Other than Andrew Thomas, this or this O-line is horrendous. They had Demarcus Lawrence looking like he was in his prime last week on against the uh, Cowboys. I think uh, Akeem, not Akeem Nicks, but uh, Robert Quinn is going to look great against them. Expecting to get a sack or two, and the Bears' defense to look good enough, and the uh, Justin Fields will not look good, but this may be the best game he looks. I would not be shocked if Darnell Mooney catches a 70-yard touchdown against this Giants team. Yeah, this Giants team gave up a lot of rushing yards last week to Tony Pillar and um, Zeke, and I'm not I'm not the biggest fans of them at the moment. Well, maybe as a do. Ah. So I don't trust this Giants team. I really don't trust Daniel Jones at the moment. And it's not that I don't trust him. I don't trust his chemistry with his receivers. I feel like there were a lot of miscues. And there were oh, a lot Kadarius of Tony's going to be out. And Stepper, Shepard, his favorite target, just tore his ACL. So he, Galladay's going to have to play at this point. No cap. And he's going to have to earn, earn that check. But um, definitely can't pick the Giants. And even though they're 2-1, I think records don't mean as much right now as, this, as, they, as they look. Because at least with the Bears, I feel like they they know what they're doing. They're a run team that plays defense. They could they don't throw the ball that well, and they know that. So they try. They just do as best as they can at that to win. And they don't win often, but at least they know what they're doing. Okay. Well, no, you go. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, the next game it's a big spread, so I want to see your take on it. The Eagles at home against the mighty Jaguars looks look great so far. They snapped their 18-game away losing streak when they beat the Chargers last week. Can they make it two in a row? So this is an interesting game just off of the fact on the after effects of it because the Eagles are coming in 3-0, but we haven't really seen that they're going against the best talent. The Doug Peterson revenge game is coming in. He's coming in ready to understand that his team has a strong front, but his O-line's been doing decent for Trevor Lawrence recently. So this spread is very interesting. If we were taking it with the spread, I probably would have took the Jaguars because I feel like they can make this a three, four-point game. But big play slay in that secondary, the, that defense, that um, defensive line, pressuring and doing what they've been doing, especially to not better teams. Got to take the Eagles in this one. The Eagles might have a chance to start off four and zero. It's been a while since you said some shit like that. And I, I love how you said that. You, if it was with the points, you would take it because I agree a hundred percent. I'm taking the six and a half on the Jags, but I'm taking the Eagles to win the game, just because they're just strong all around. I think Trevor Lawrence will be a game where Trevor Lawrence looks will be tested, and I, I want to see how he responds to that with these strong with these great ass corners. I think James Robinson is going to have a good game, though, against the Eagles, and that's where I think the game will be close. And we'll just have to see Jalen Hurts versus Trevor Lawrence come the fourth quarter. I'm taking that. With A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on his side, I'm taking that. It's just can we see the Eagles play a good game all game, or is this another where we we kind of we put we take our foot off the gas and then this Jaguars team starts kind of fighting back? Good to see. But 
We're both on the Eagles. On to the next game. We got the Steelers hosting the Jets. Zach Wilson is back. He got cleared. I think he will be starting as well, but he is cleared by the doctors. And for that reason specifically, we got no Joe Bo Flauco. So I'm taking the Steelers at home. I think the crowd's going to be loud. I think Zach Wilson's going to – he just holds on to the ball too long sometimes, and I think that's his biggest issue. And the Steelers have been a team that kind of gets to the quarterback without, without Watt. And I just feel like since this is an inexperienced quarterback, they'll be able to get some sacks. And I just want to see how that offense would look for the Jets now without Joe Flacco throwing 55 passes a game. But give me, give me the Steelers at home here against this inexperienced quarterback. Tomlin versus in a, a, a almost damn near a rookie quarterback. Steelers are 0-6 without TJ Watt. Hey, is that why you're taking that boy? Are you taking that boy? Zach Wilson return game? Shut up yeah. all the haters that keep talking like this team might be worse without him. Garrett Wilson, dog. Definitely Zach dog. Wilson got that dog in him. The MILF hunter, the mil, the Mormon MILF hunter himself. But Mike Tomlin, he's a dog catcher. That boy is a dog catcher, kid. He knows he knows how to find a dog and get a dog to work for him. I think the Steelers offense has looked really stagnant, but I feel like these Jets haven't stopped anybody. They they played against the Ravens, Bengals, and motherfucking Browns. But at the end of the day, I feel like they haven't stopped anybody. And I don't know if Najee Harris is playing, but if he does play. He, he can um and they can establish a run game early and just open up these lanes so that way it just comes down to the receivers and not dropping passes. I think the one thing that is going to be interesting is Sauce Gardner and um I want to say other brother's last name is Johnson. But they have some good corners over here in New York. So I want to see how they're going to play in a, in a in um a habitat that's like the Steelers and um to play in that Heinz Field and everything like that. So like I want to take the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. But I really feel like it's going to be a very close game, and I feel like it's going to come down to these defenses. Yeah, well, it might be a snooze fest, too, because of that. I expect a lot of punts. On I'm okay. To, no cap. Yeah, no, I do enjoy those every now and then. But this next game is going to be all action. We got the Bills, Josh Allen, awful loss going into Baltimore to verse Lamar Jackson MVP season. So I will say Ron, Ronnie Stanley is expected to play all pro left tackle first game back. So all the injuries on the O-line maybe be, will look probably all healing right now for the Ravens. Josh Allen, like this, how how are you going with this? This is the hardest game for me to pick on this slate, just based on how how hungry both these teams are. I think it goes down to injuries, definitely. They're saying for the Buffalo Bills, their injuries are looking at Dawson Knox is questionable, Gabe Davis is questionable, Jordan Phillips is out, and Micah Hyde injured injured reserve. Jadavious White. Oh, and they just picked up a Xavier Rhodes to play corner. Remember Xavier Rhodes? And now he has a hamstring injury and he's not playing this week. Uh, That's tragic. Jordan (laughs) That's tragic. So injuries is going to be what really decides this game right here. But the Rape is a crazy injury too as well. With um, with, give me 10 seconds. So that right, I'm saying that they're left their their O lines hurt. They lost uh, two of their left tackles, but they were backups. 
now they're mm-hmm. actual all pro starting left tackles coming in. Uh, Ronnie mm-hmm. Stanley, but they're also losing um what's his name? Dustin Houston, Patrick McGarry, yes. Michael Pierce, Ronnie Stanley's coming back, powerful is gone. Oh uh, yeah, so it's gonna get interesting. So there's big injuries on both sides of the ball. And the the fucking Bills have given up only have given up the second fewest amount of rushing yards out of all the teams. So can the Bills keep keep um Lamar at bay? Can the um can Josh Allen continue to tear up the secondary the same way that Tua tore up that secondary? Or so that's my questions to both of these teams. So like I want to take the Ravens this one. I love the Ravens, but I just don't know if the Bills are losing after um yeah, I just don't know if the Bills are losing after a loss. Like especially the way it goes down, Ken Dorsey breaking shit, going crazy. Josh Allen over here with his head on to his shoulder and shit. I don't see them doing that two times in a row. And Stefan Diggs is playing. Stefan Diggs is playing. There's gonna be a million things to worry about. So is that are you taking the uh the bills on this one? Yeah, I'm taking the bills on this one, but like if it was but because the the Ravens were dogs, if there was a dog pick I had to get, it would take the Ravens at the same time. So it's crazy. I'm pick my official picking the Bills. I'm I'm taking the Ravens here just because Lamar Jackson has a tendency of like remember when the Chiefs came into town last year and it was prime time and he beat the Chiefs on and they were like undefeated still or five and one, like, and he, he beat all the top notch teams. But then like, I just feel like when it comes to when he knows it's a showdown between two QBs, especially when he wants his money, he's, he's going to show, he's about to show out why he deserves every fucking dollar right now. So that's why I'm taking the Ravens. And just cause that Ronnie Stanley's going to be back now. He's been dealing with like third, fourth string left tackles. Like now he's going to have the all pro left tackle blocking for him. Bill's defensive tackles are still hurt. And yeah, Peters and Humphrey got burned against the Dolphins, but they're still all pro corners. So people, yeah, Diggs may get off. Maybe they might be like, it's not going to be easy. Like this isn't like, oh, they're playing against some rookie corners. I don't know. These are all pro perennial corners. So that's why I'm taking the Ravens. They're still, they're still that team even though that the Dolphins did what they did to him. We do that to a lot of teams. My bad. Oh, man. See, now I'm torn because now I kind of want to pick the Ravens. But, like. I'm taking as a home dog, they, they're 0-1 at home. The fans are going to be hungry for a win here. Like, they're going to be loud. They didn't get to see the home opener win. The Dolphins ruined that for them. I'm a, this is going to be a great game. I guess I'm going to just take keep the build on this. So I'm going to stay different from you, but, like, this is a great game. Yeah. This isn't a game where I'm running to the window to be, uh, to bet on. I I just I'm here. I'm ready to enjoy it. Uh, yeah, but then if, yeah, I would take the Ravens three points if I was if I was somebody. But this is gonna be MVP versus MVP. This is gonna be spectacular. I'm not even mad if I'm wrong about this. All right, next game we spend a little bit on that. Uh, this is another game we both agree on. I'm gonna take over this one. Got the Chargers going into Houston to play the Texans. Joey Bosa is on IR now. I believe Keenan Allen will be out, so he's not going to play third straight game without him. Justin Herbert still to go. And Corey Lindsley, the center on the offensive line, is questionable, but it's looking like he's probably going to play. J.C. Jackson is up in the air still, so we'll keep an eye on that. I think he's out. 
with all that being said, I'm taking this Chargers team. They're they're coming off a loss. Houston Texans are the worst team against the run, and it's not even close. Um, if I remember correctly, they were letting up over 200 yards against the run this season. Nobody else is even remotely close to laying up to 200 yards this season. Like they are getting absolutely slaughtered against the run. Doesn't matter who they picked up in the off. Uh, like their defense is as good as he's there. So this is an Austin Eckler game to me. He's gonna go off crazy. He's been quiet all season. There's a very reason. fucking quiet for fantasy owners. Herbert has been hurt. So this is a game where I think we're taking an easy load on Herbert, and it's going to be all Eckler, all Sony Michelle, all Kelly, and expect Eckler to get a couple of touchdowns this game. So if there's any time touchdown scorers, I would hammer Eckler. And fantasy owners, this is the week why you drafted Eckler third or fourth in the draft. No, nah, this is auto pick drafted his fucking ass, but. <laughs> Yeah, man, charges all the way, man. Go charges, go. But yeah, I want to see them bounce back. They got they got their asses whooped last week, so let's see what they could turn up on it. Turn up on the Texans. On to the four o'clock games. We have the Panthers at home. They're favorited against the Arizona Cardinals, and for that reason alone, I'm going with the Cardinals. I'm all against them, boys. I know the Panthers have a good history against Kyler and Kingsbury, but I don't care about that. This is the fucking Cardinals against a shitty Panthers team that I've seen all year. I think Cardinals win this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm just taking them on the principle of the Cardinals should not be an underdog here. So give me the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm also taking the Cardinals, and it's interesting that Baker Mayfield can throw, like, what, 170 yards. Christian McCaffrey looked good last week. He had 100 yards. I don't know if he scored a touchdown. He's questionable to play. He hasn't played and he hasn't practiced the past two uh, days, Thursday and Friday. I feel, like he, I feel like he just naturally doesn't practice on Thursdays and Fridays. They can be like, yeah, and he can, just give him those last two days off. But he needs to do walkthroughs for it. He can, get hurt. he can get hurt sitting down, so we don't need him doing walkthroughs. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking the um, Cardinals on this one. Because they can start stacking up some wins, man. D-Hop, hurry up and come back. I need you. Then Rondell Moore, I think, will be coming back for the Cardinals this week, which will be big. But on to the next game. I'll let you take it over here. We got the Packers at home against the Patriots, who will be starting Brian Hoyer and Mac Jones will be out. So take, tell us why why we're riding with the cheeseheads. This game is going to be funny because they're going to be running the ball. So the Packers can't stop the run. It's going to be a lot closer than it is, and it's going to be a lot slower game. It's going to be another 13-10 game, like 17-14 type game type filming. Like it's going to be very slow. So this is a game I want to see because the black – I didn't check to see what the um, – Patriots defense was looking like, especially the secondary. But they do have that one really nice corner. Jonathan so, Jones is nice. So it's gonna be this game's gonna be a lot closer than it looks, but I'm definitely taking the Packers on this one. Let's see if Aaron Rodgers can show that he's the last game he started off with in the first like he had seven, seven different targets in the first like ten or ten or twelve throws. So like let's see if he continues to spread the ball. Let's see if this run game it with Aaron Jones. And AJ Dillon can just continue to hold it down and find ways to win games, and they win another ugly one. It's not. It's gonna. I feel like it has everything it takes to be an ugly game, but I just don't feel like the Patriots are as good as the Bucks were. Hundred percent. I'm not. Like no. No quarterback versus Aaron Rodgers. Enough said. On to the next game. 
we have the Raiders who are hosting the Broncos. Raiders are looking for their first win. 0-3 to start the season. It's not looking well. Devontae Adams sounded a little un- upset after a post game last week. Seems like they need to get their shit together. How you looking here? You think Raiders correct their courses? Even the hey, but the Broncos, who also have looked very rough. They have they were one of the lowest scoring teams this year, and they paid all that money to Russ. They have all those weapons, two running backs, good old line. Do you think someone correct starts steering the ship the right way here, Kev? Um, I think the Raiders have the opportunity to go zero and four. I just don't believe <laughs> that it's gonna happen. I don't think so. Just off the fact that Devontae Adams, even though they've been able to like, he's been able to score every game. So like. One thing about Devontae Adams is that he's undeniable at the goal line. So he's going to get in that motherfucker when they need him to get in that motherfucker. I think later in the game, they figure out a way to keep him at bay. So that's going to be interesting. Can Darren Waller have a better game than last game without dropping no touchdowns? I don't know if Hunter Renfro is back or not. No, he's but, actually uh, on. He's still, uh, thank you for bringing that up. He's still going to be, he's going to be out concussion. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think the Broncos, they haven't looked great. Bronco County still a decent defense, but I'm not going to blame it. I have to take back how I blamed it on Jimmy G walking out the end zone, the back of the end zone last game, because I didn't know that shit happened in the third quarter. I remember seeing that and, like, laughing my ass off. I didn't know that's how, that's how, that's how boring the game was. You didn't look at what quarter you was in. So the Broncos, they, they put it together last week to get a crazy little drive. I don't think the Raiders defense will let that drive go like that with Max Crosby pressuring you. So, yeah, definitely got to take the um, Still the top five in pressures, Max Crosby. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the Raiders on this one. See, I'm scared because I want to ride the Raiders because – but also I think Patrick Sertain, he's the real deal. Patrick Sertain can lock up anybody. He's the real – and think about it. Didn't he get hurt last year? Towards the end of the year, but it was nothing too serious. It wasn't like a, like he just got banged up towards the end of the year, but he had a phenomenal rookie season. J.C. Horn is the one I, uh, you might be thinking of. He he got out of the year. And he is looking good right now. But Patrick Satane is looking like the fucking juggernaut that we that might be better than his daddy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right, just chill now, hey, but that's Dolphin legend. You might relax, all right? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, man. He. They both got their pick sixes in the same place. Jimmy. Yeah, but just because we're talking that should let you know how real deal he is. Don't let the age fool you. So I think I'm just worried. I'm taking the Raiders with you. I'm just worried if Patrick Sertain locks up Adams or does his best locking them up. Can Derek Carr look at everybody else? Like because ever since Adams has came, he like he's hasn't he hasn't looked at everyone else the same. So hopefully he just starts going through his progressions and shit and starts making better reads. Facts, way better reason. I've never known Derek Carter just throwing interceptions like this. That's crazy. Our next two games here, Chiefs are going. They're going to Tampa Bay. It's confirmed. The game will be at Tampa after the hurricane. We have the Buccaneers at home. It's a pick'em game. I'm rocking with the Chiefs here. I think the Buccaneers' defense is very legit. The run will not be a factor with the Chiefs, but the Chiefs coming off a bullshit loss against the Colts. The Buccaneers' offense has not looked good at all to me. Uh, even though Mike Evans is coming back and Godwin is a probably a game-time decision, it's up to the air if he'll play, who knows. I just think the Chiefs are just going to come in here and drop – the Chiefs are going to put up 28 to 30 points. 
And I don't think the Buccaneers offense is able to put up that many points right now. Like, it doesn't look good for them. So, give me the Chiefs. Quick stat to go. The Bucs are looking via ESPN. The Buccaneers are looking to avoid a fourth straight game held under 20 points. Only one Brady-led team has been held under 20 points in four straight games. Let me guess. Let me guess. Was it 2018? 2019? 2002? Oh, wow. Way back. 2002 Patriots was the last time they held my boy under 20. Held your cousin under 20 points. So for the injuries for the Buccaneers this week, we're looking at wide receiver Paramount Doubtful, Julio Jones questionable, Russell Gage questionable, Chris Godwin questionable. So Mike Evans is coming back. I'm going to attempt to do something with it. But, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs on this one. Chiefs going to come through, tighten up. Hopefully they can they can put their foot on the gas. And hopefully they don't give up too many points because this offense isn't that good. But they will take shots. Yeah, and, and the Chiefs are laying up – let me see. I know they're laying up only like 86 yards per uh, on the um, rushing, which is top 10. So – if Leonard Fournette isn't cooking for them, I just haven't seen much out of the passing offense. They're like, yeah, let me get Tom Brady. It's not the same Tom Brady in recent years. This is this is Cokehead Brady. All right, this is a different animal altogether. Cokehead Brady, different brand. It's 2002 Brady, man. And then on to our Monday night. Oh, so oh, we're, both chief, we're both Chiefs, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. So on to our Monday night game here. We have the 49ers at home going uh, going up against the Rams. Divisional matchup. Whew, we got the Shanahan versus the McVay. Shanahan always owns McVay. It always is how it always goes. And McVay always owns Cliff Kingsbury. And like it's just how that fucking division goes. Are you rocking with the 49ers at home? Are you going with Jimmy G? Are you going with the Stafford and them boys who hasn't looked too good? Uh, 49ers are the favorite by a point and a half right now. So, how you how you feel in this game? Oh my gosh, this is always a tough one because these games be so dusty. Like even in the playoffs in the NFC Championship, it was like nails in a coffin. Like, but kill me now. So, I like I like the Rams in this one. I like their defense. I like their defense to just. Their defense to hold the offense, the 49ers offense, but the 49ers are here for offense. They're here to play good defense. And Garoppolo is 6-1 and one as a starter against L.A. Damn, but his eight interceptions, the most he's thrown against any opponent. So I'm going to take the Rams on this one. I don't want to, but I don't trust this 49ers team. And it's a pick them at home, which is crazy, but this Rams team hasn't looked great either. I'm taking – I'm not going to try to confuse myself. I went against the thing, and I took Cardinals against the Rams, and I got burned, even though I knew McVay owned Kingsbury. So I'm not going to go against the, the what always works. Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. It always happens. Every year, even when one team is better, Sean McVay always ends up losing to Kyle Shanahan. And I expect that to be the same thing. The Rams defense has it. They have stars. But outside of the stars, they don't have 
other players that could step in and they don't have the role players. They don't have the core. They don't have anything other than big names. And if you don't have the depth, it kind of kills you in the end, especially in these divisional games. Dead motherfucking ass. And I really would not be surprised if this turns out to be a fucking six, ten game. It's, I think it's low scoring too. I expect this going to be a really low scoring game, like a 17-13 game. Yeah, I would be some this shit was like 6-10, and they just Matt Gay is the only person that put up buckets for the Rams. I would not be surprised. Well shit. Well that's been that's been all the games. And now time to everyone's favorite segment. Can we right our wrongs? Because we have yet to have a like a really good locks and dogs for the year. Hopefully this week is our week. This is always the most interesting stuff because I'm not good at this shit. This is why I'm not a bet. I'm not a gambler. We got to turn it around this week. That's what we're doing. But when I look at these spreads, right, I'm looking at the dogs. There's a few good dogs. I like the, the Ravens is a good dog, but I didn't pick the Ravens. The Broncos is a decent dog. I like the Falcons as a dog. That's a really good one. The Lions as a dog. Know. Oh, no, the Lions are favorites. But, um... My dog got to be the little pup, the Cardinals, the Cardinals over the Panthers. Definitely got to take that one. And then my locks, I'm gonna take the. Oh, I'm gonna take the Chargers over the Texans because. Okay. Get right game. And then I gotta go all the way to London and take my take my boy Jay Jet and the Vikings. Top of the morning, pup up chidio. Okay. Um, for my dog, I went dog heavy this week. I got a lot of dogs on the money line right now. So, <laughs> the dogs are barking on my side. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Like, the Lions let up so many yards to quarterbacks, Geno Smith and running backs. I just think and they're hurt right now. No Amon St. Brown. No DeAndre Swift. I think the Seahawks are going to go into Detroit. And I just can't trust the Detroit team that is getting points. I can't trust that team. I trust the underdog Detroit, but I don't trust the Detroit that's expected to win. So give me the Seahawks. My locks, give me the 49ers here. I he, he uh, Sean McVay gets owned by Kyle Shanahan. Simple as that. Jimmy G had a bad game, and then every time Jimmy G has a bad game, he comes right back and has a good game. And that's why it's hard to get rid of him. Instantly. And uh, so the run game should begin. I haven't seen much on this Rams offense. Cooper Cup is the only thing I see in Higby. But outside of that, nothing much. No run game going. Offensive line looking bad since Whitworth uh, has retired. So give me the 49ers. And my other one is the Browns versus the Falcons. I'm sorry, Kev. I just think the Browns as altogether better team. Great defense that I know is there. They, the Falcons let Geno Smith throw for 300 yards. Jacoby Brissett, I think, is going to look pretty good. He looked great last week. I think he's going to continue to look great. And he has two running backs that are going to put up 200 yards behind him. So he, he can throw that shit with confidence. I respect it. I don't got to like it. I can respect it. But on to what makes you some money. I'm going to make this quick as possible. My five, my, I don't even know if it's going to be five. I'm going to give out the picks I personally like. I think it might be four this week because this was, this was a tough week on the picks. I'm not going to lie. I'm taking Cardinals plus one off rip. All right. The, the Panthers are not a good team. I have not seen nothing from them. I think Kyler's going to – this is when Kyler shines. He's playing a bad team. Time for him to put up 300 yards and a 85, 100 yards rushing. He's going to ball out. Give me them as an underdog. Give me that plus one. 
Second one, Chargers minus five and a half. Austin Eckler, like I said, this Houston team has been getting killed by the run this year. Austin Eckler is going to be fucking getting 200 yards. He's going to fucking catch 10 passes. I expect this to be a Chargers game where they win 28 to 10 type shit. So give me the Chargers here. Another one that I really like is the Bears plus three against the Giants. Even if the Giants win, it's a field goal game. The Giants have not blown out anybody. Every game they've won has been very close. They beat the Titans on the last-minute shit. They beat the Panthers on a last-minute field goal. They lost to the Cowboys. And I expect this Bears D-line with Robert Quinn to be able to get to the quarterback because the Giants are the worst O-line in the NFL right now. And in the run game, Khalil Herbert has looked great. So now he's getting all the touches. I, I expect him to do just as good as uh, David Montgomery. Another one, so that's three. Another one I really like is Titans plus three and a half. I just don't trust Matt Ryan. I don't trust this cult. They, they expect those Titans to get up for this game. It's a divisional game. Tannehill has always played good against the Colts. If the Titans can do what they did in the first half last week, I expect them to even win this game. And I, I just don't trust this Matt Ryan team, especially give me a field goal plus a half a point. Every divisional game is going to come down to a field goal, so I'll, I'll get that extra half any, any day of the week. And then uh, my last one would have to be – yeah, so I guess this is five. My last, yeah. my last one will be the Cleveland minus one as a pick em. I just think Cleveland – the Falcons, I love them as, my, as a team that's feisty, but – this Cleveland's just going to run all over them. And I think that's going to be the issue. Jacoby Brissett's been making great reads. And we're going to see another dominant performance from, like, Nick Chubb. And I expect them to, to put up – they put up over, like, 25-plus points every week. And the Falcons have let up 25-plus points every week. So I just see it as being a, another big day. Of the, oh, the Browns are looking good, and they don't even have Watson yet type of week. Yeah, I could – I can respect that, but like AJ Terrell and them boys come through. We'll see. But that's my fast five. That's the bets I'm hammering home. I already got some of them down. And uh, but hopefully, I mean, tell them I've been winning every week. Every week I've had a good oh last week I tied. I went 50 50. But the other two weeks previous, all positive weeks. So winning weeks over here. We respect you, man. But that's all, man. What's we looking forward to most for week four? The biggest game to me will be the Ravens versus Bills. And as the, we're going to be in London for the first game this year. And, as you know, it's going to be sold out. I want to see Andy Dolan put on a show. as well. I want to see the underdogs come barking this week. I went underdog heavy, so I expect them boys to be barking. I respect you, man. Let's see what happens, man. I want to see how my picks turn out this week. I'm looking to go. I'm looking to go. I'm trying to get at least a 500 week. I don't think I've got one of those in a while. No, you had you went five hundred. You went eight and seven last week. Okay, okay, okay. I expect it. But say less, man. But if you didn't know, this has been another episode of the Totally Blitz Podcast, you bitch. And if you didn't know, I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham with him. It's a boy, Kev Waterboy's boy, and we talking that good stuff. We staying great and we staying safe throughout these hurricanes. Hope everybody's doing great. Everybody, hope everybody's safe and everybody keeps it moving, man. Because. This has been the Totally Bitch Podcast, and if you don't mind, I don't mind telling you and the motherfuckers drowning next to you that y'all some bitches.
back. Beam on me, ready for electric static. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. It ain't season max. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.